things that I've always loved about going to Texas is every time I go to Texas, and I've been going there for a dozen years or so, Texans remind me, well, you know, at any time we can leave, right? <laughs> and at first I thought it was just one guy, but nope. Every time I'm there, Texans remind me that they can leave. They can leave the United States. And, you know, as, as interesting as that was a decade ago, now it's actually starting to get a little traction. And it's not just in Texas. People are talking about it all over America and all over the world. And joining us, we have a gentleman who is the president of Texas Nationalist Movement. He's a proponent of nationalism, both in his state and, and for other people. He's also the author of a couple books, and we'll get to that in a second. His name is Daniel Miller. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm great, Josh. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us. So, before we get to Texas specifically, why do you think there's such a renewed interest in nationalism, whether it's here in America or it's Brexit or wherever it happens to be? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, it's actually something that I that I talk about. Uh, I touch on briefly in the new book, but uh, in, in the in my first book, Line in the Sand, I talk quite a bit about it. Um, it, it really is, uh, I think, a natural backlash to this this globalism, this idea where uh, all countries, all nations, should be mashed together for the for the good of the, uh, you know, if you want to call them the ruling elite or the political class, however you want to term it, uh, it's a it's a natural backlash. Uh, nationalism. People are going to uh, always fight or uh, fight for or resist those things. Uh, they're going to fight for their own identity, who they are, their cultures, their traditions, their institutions, uh, and they're going to to push back against. Uh, any attempts to to wash those things away, and and I think probably since 2000, uh, one of the reasons that we have seen this really begin to to flourish and, and to to enter into the public consciousness, especially here, is it's happening to some of the bigger players. Um, you know, it's a it's really a fallacy to think that uh, you know this thing suddenly just washed up. Uh, you know, just started happening. Uh, you know, you go back to the end of World War II, there were 54 recognized countries around the world, and at the end of the 20th century, there were 192. You know, this, this idea of asserting an identity and, and embracing the right of self-government has been happening all over the world. But it really wasn't until the Scottish referendum in 2014 or the Eurosceptic movement in the EU and specifically Brexit uh, you know, that really it began to enter into the consciousness of, of folks over here that this was something that was actually happening. Well, and the, it's interesting, the response to that has been really relating it to something that it's not related to. So anytime you say nationalist now, that is almost saying, oh, well, you're you're a racist. And it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, even in Europe, well, hey, we, we believe in an independent England. Well, you're a bunch of racists. Texas, oh, you're white supremacists then. How did that, how did just being somebody who believes in their own freedom and independence become something that's racial? Yeah, it's it's interesting um, and, and really a little disheartening, but it, it it is a lot of the propaganda from the globalists. I mean, the globalists did their dead-level best to, to vilify uh, nationalism, and uh, of course, it, it wasn't like uh, they didn't have help doing it. You know, from some of the 
some of the worst actors acting under you know the banner of nationalism, uh, falsely so, I, I assert. Uh, but you know they they had plenty of help, and you know that's the way the political class works. Uh, you know they never let a crisis go to waste or an opportunity to propagandize or demonize a, a concept that they detest. So you know it's it's interesting to to note though I think moving forward um, that there has been. Uh, this, I think, this reawakening that people understand that nationalism does not equate to racism or national superiority or any of those things that they have been taught, and more and more it's beginning to get equated to this idea of self-government. That the best people to run our lives to govern us happen to be us. You know, so, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's caused so many different conversations, uh, about this concept of, of the nation state and, and I think a revival. You know, when, when you look at that, that statistic that I quoted you earlier, the, you know, the 54 countries to the 192, you know, we're seeing this as a resurgence of, of nationalism or, uh, self-government. One of the things that, that you're seeing now is these multinational institutions, uh, for example, the European Union and, and in my view, uh, the United States, uh, being reevaluated in the terms of the interests of the people. Uh, in no short part, uh, you know, the Euroskeptics in, in Great Britain have had a, a, a big impact on that. But the case that they make is one that's universal which is, you know, who best to govern the United Kingdom but British people uh, as opposed to bureaucrats in Brussels, which is essentially the same case we make here in Texas. You know, we ask people, uh, you know, would, who do you think are the best people to govern Texas, Texans or two and a half million unelected bureaucrats in a capital that it's not very easy to get to on a regular basis if they step out of line? Right, right. And there's this, almost this idea that somehow... The globalist uh, way of doing things is the right way, and nationalism is this kind of wonky idea of just crazy conspiracy theorists. But it, it's actually the opposite. I mean, nationalism was, is where we started, and the global sort of mindset is the wonky conspiracy theory that somehow you can bring everybody together, neuter them, homogenize the whole group, and, and everybody's going to sing Kumbaya. Yeah, and look, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I am not a fan of globalism, but I am a fan of trade, you know, cooperation on, you know, bilateral or multilateral. I mean, I believe sure. those things are necessary uh, to to uh, essentially progress human civilization. Uh, but forcing everyone, either at the point of a gun or the power of the purse, to give up their way of life, to give up their, their institutions, to give up their culture, uh, to give up their fundamental right of self-government, it's just absolutely wrong. And, you know, the, the fact is is that you don't have to give those things up to be able to trade and respect one another and to live in peace. Well, and I would actually say not only do you not have to give them up, I think the fact that there were many nations, many people actually made the world a better place because if 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 you go to some places now like in Europe, 
you don't have the distinct differences anymore. You don't have, oh, this is where we make chocolate, and oh, this is where watches are from, and this is, you know, like, it, it, it used to be so wonderful and diverse, and people thrived because of it, and now the entire planet is starting to look like Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> well, look, there, there is definitely a, and there's definitely a case to be made that says that the European Union, because of the political class and their imposition of a bureaucratic state across all of Europe, has stifled uh, identity and innovation. I mean, I think that is at the heart of, of a lot of the, the case of the Eurosceptics. Uh, yeah. But I also think it's a similar situation here uh, among the states of the United States. I and agree. It's one of the reasons why more and more people are talking about this issue. Absolutely. And let's keep talking about it right after this. Want to be the smartest person you know? Then keep listening. This is the Josh Tully Show on GCN Radio Network. Want revenge on the common housefly? Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way. The Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun, which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. So much fun, you'll forget you have a wife and kids. $39.95 and free economy shipping. Use discount code GCN and get an extra 10% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Fire your fly swatter. Get your Bug Assault today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hpextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hpextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Many people write us about their experience with Extendivite. Allow me to read you a few from Amazon.com. By Mel. Great product. My husband and father-in-law use it regularly. Both my husband and father-in-law have had significant change in their blood pressure and overall health. By Amazon customer. It works for me. Return to buy the tincture and the capsules as they were on sale during February. Unlike some other products, this one worked for blood pressure and occasional irregular heartbeat. Extendivite produced noticeable results after just two bottles, a four-month supply. I take Extendivite three times a day, every day. I think this supplement has helped with my increased fitness regime and to lower my blood pressure. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite. 
Extend your life with Extendovite. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's All right, we're talking to Daniel Miller, president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. Daniel, what are the name of the books, and where can people get them? Well, my, my first book, which came out in, in 2011, is Line in the Sand, and it's uh, due for re-release here in about two months. So we're, we're looking forward to that. But uh, the brand-new book is called Texas, Why and How Texas Will Leave the Union, and uh, you can pick it up at any major uh, book retailer. It's available for pre-sale right now on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Perfect. So what got you involved in this? What what motivated you to say, hey, you know what, i got to do something? Man, that was 20 years ago, Josh. You're making me go back in the memory <laughs> bank. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you, uh, for me, it really was a part of, of my upbringing. I mean, I was, I was born and raised here in Texas, sixth-generation Texan. Uh, but but really and truly, it was, uh, for me, it was growing up watching the interactions of the federal government with my parents. Uh, you know, my, my parents were from the era of the Great Depression, and uh, Dad was a Korean War vet, blue-collar, both of them, uh, you know, just busting to, to make ends meet all the time, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But watching watching their interactions with the federal government, whether it was how the federal government treated my dad uh, as a Korean War vet. Spoiler alert, it was poorly, uh, which I'm sure you can, uh, I'm sure that's not uncommon, an uncommon experience for many veterans. But, you know, there was just so much. But but also watching my parents stay engaged in in political life, you know, campaigning for candidates and, and just really staying engaged in the process and then watching them disappointed time and time again. Uh, you know, by, by the time I, I got out of the, my parents' house and entered into the real world, I did what they did, which was I went out, I, I campaigned for people, I harassed congressmen. I mean, I, I did those things, uh, all with exactly the same result. And then when the idea that Texas should become an independent nation was offered to me, uh, it, it clicked. It made sense because, it, you know, I, I could continue to go through all of these motions of what was a fundamentally broken system, or we could build something new 
you know, if the federal government and the and the federal system, you know, if it presents a massive problem, one that is insurmountable by an individual Texan, well, what about if Texans govern themselves? And so from there, you know, from being presented that idea, uh, it, it just grew. And so uh, in August of 1996, I, I made the decision that this was the, the political path that I was going to be on. And uh, I wasn't going to stop until either I drew my last breath or Texas was an independent nation. So what would you say to your critics who say, okay, that's that's nice in theory. It's never going to happen. You know, just just <laughs> fall in line. and uh, You know, Josh, here's the bottom line. Uh, you know, it's not like I haven't heard that before, right? It'll never happen. <laughs> I'm guessing. Uh, but, you know, they, but, but critics say that about just about anything that they can't put their minds around or that upsets their particular paradigm, right? I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that for 20 years uh, I've gone out and consistently shown how Texas would be better off as an independent nation, how it could happen, and and have engaged the people of Texas on this issue. And frankly, all the opposition has got is it'll never happen. I mean, that is that is the epitaph for, for in the cemetery for every failed idea that has ever existed. I mean, you know, just take let's just take it back to what we talked about earlier about about Brexit. Uh, you know, how many of the pundits in the political class and their apologists and the politically lazy looked at Brexit ahead of the vote and said it'll never happen? And imagine how crushed they were five minutes after the vote was certified that it happened. You know, this is, you know, this is the, the kind of thing that we have to deal with. Josh, my experience is this, is that on the issue of Texas is we continually make the case not only for how Texas will be better off, but practical mechanisms for how to do it. With, you know, we, we make the entirety of the case. The opposition is almost non-existent. Their arguments are so weak. And typically we are able to flip it on them by asking one simple question. If Texas were an independent nation right now, would you vote to enter the union? And if so, why would you do that? What is the attraction? I mean, is it the, you know, is it the $21 trillion worth of debt and growing? Uh, you know, is it the fact that you've got a political system of 180,000 pages of federal laws, rules, and regulations administered by 440 separate agencies and two and a half million unelected bureaucrats that you don't get a vote for? I mean, is that the, the selling point? Because I'm going to tell you, more and more of what we're seeing here in Texas are Texans just aren't buying it. So do you vote and participate in national elections still? Mm. See, there's the funny part. You say national. <laughs> I refer to them as federal elections. Okay, okay, uh, but, but federal I, elections. Yeah, I no, it's okay. Um, look, I, I vote in, in Texas elections, and on occasion, depending on the candidate, I may vote for someone to go represent Texas uh, in, in the federal union. Uh, but beyond that, uh, really for us uh, on this particular issue, all politics is truly local. So then right now, would you approve of what Trump is doing or disprove because you don't want him to be your president anyway? Like how like as it stands right now, obviously your your goal hasn't been achieved. So how do you address mm -hmm. things like that? 
Yeah, and, and that's a uh, Josh. That's a really good question uh, because I think it it I think it speaks to what this support for Texas is really about. Um, there are obviously policies that are coming out of the Trump administration that align with policies that Texans would support. However, having Trump as president does not negate the need or the desire for Texas independence, right? Because at the end of the day, the the case, I think, can be made that says that it doesn't matter who gets elected as president because we don't have a say in who really runs the show, the two and a half million unelected bureaucrats. Uh, the The idea that flipping Congress or electing a good president uh, you know, who appoints good Supreme Court justices, it, it essentially says that the union, polit- the political and economic union that is the United States, can be fixed. And the con- it also says that we should continue to give up our right of self-government to this, what is effe- effectively a supranational organization. So, you know, there is, you know, as we talk about this issue of, of Trump and Trump policies and, and how they line up and how Texans respond to them, understand that Texans are going to respond favorably to some of the policy suggestions, you know, fixing the border and uh, addressing sure. the, the issues of, of illegal immigration. That's near and dear. It typically polls as one of the top concerns of Texans over the last 15 years. However, in the long term, there is no hope on the part of Texans that it will be solved in the long term because of the fundamental brokenness of the union. So we, we have less than, than a minute, but when we come back, I kind of want to talk about some of the practical sides of this. Like uh, what would you do about funding a military uh, currency? I, I know a lot of countries use U.S. dollars, so theoretically you could still use that. Uh, but all those sort of, you know, how do you actually do it once once you get a yes? And what is the process to even get a yes? So before we hit this break, give everybody the book and where to get it one more time. Sure. The book is called Texit, Why and How Texas Will Leave the Union. And you can pick it up at all major book retailers. And it's available for pre-order right now on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. All right. We'll dig into the details right after this, folks. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. 
Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-261-9818 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-261-9818. Again, 800-261-9818. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. Uh, January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Uh, then my real health began going downhill. I had high blood pressure, diabetes, poor vision. I wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking heart and body extract. From within a few days, I started sleeping better. My blood pressure normalized. My diabetes normalized. My sleep improved. Experience these benefits and more when your body heals itself with the assistance of heart and body Extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. And folks, I did not expect this at all. By the 7th, 8th, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking Heart and Body Extract. Heart and Body Extract comes with a 100% ironclad money-back guarantee. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for Heart and Body Extract. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Talking to Daniel Miller, he is the president of Texas Nationalist Movement. And so, how do we 
How do we do something like this? I mean, I, I don't know why I'm saying we. I'm not in Texas. But how does this process actually happen? How do you secede? Yeah, if only someone had written a book that covers it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, I'll tell you what it boils down to. Uh, you know, when when folks that are opposed to it uh, want to talk about this, they they really want to make it as co- complex and insurmountable as possible. Uh, you know, or, or at least seem that way. And through you know the twenty years of research, uh, it has just it, it's. It's not. That's not been the case. That's not been the experience. Is it work? Absolutely. But is it rocket science? It's really not. Uh, here's what it boils down to in a nutshell. Uh, Texans, by virtue of Article One, Section 2 of the Texas Constitution, are going to have to have a referendum. Okay, so uh, imagine what you saw with the Brexit vote. Imagine mm-hmm. that here in Texas. That's essentially what's going to happen. You know, Article One, Section Two is, is very plain uh, that that power to reform, alter, or abolish lies in the hands of the people. So it's going to have to be a referendum. To get to a referendum, uh, we've got to get referendum legislation passed in the Texas legislature, uh, which we've actually been pretty close in the last session, uh, probably closer than we've ever been. Uh, but once the vote happens, that's when sort of the magic begins. And I think one of the biggest misnomers is is that people think that Independence Day plus one or Referendum Day plus one, the people of Texas make the choice to leave the union, that all of a sudden, you know, everything changes. And, and that's not the case. Uh, this idea of independence, it's not an act. It's a, a process that we have to go through. And so, you know, once once it's really about initially getting and winning that referendum, but once we get past that, then it's going to get quite interesting because Texas will have the the political authority to begin to act as a nation, and will have to you will have to put those processes and institutions in place that are normal and natural for self governing independent nations. Well, and some of the easiest things are some of the things that some people think are the hardest. Like laws and money are actually fairly simple. Like I said, a lot of nations use U.S. dollars. I've been to Panama. You can use U.S. dollars at every store, hotel, restaurant, whatever. Uh, and then laws, Texas already has a constitution. So this idea that it somehow is behind the eight ball and it's going to be <laughs> lawless, that's not true either. Right, right. It's- you know, some people picture in their minds that referendum day plus one is going to look like a scene out of you know Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, uh, and that's just that's just not how it works. Uh, you know, the, the beautiful part is is that we have examples around the world that show how this is done and how self-governing nations operate. Uh, oddly enough, I was uh, reviewing the the a list of the 500 plus pages of treaties in force. Uh, from the U.S. Secretary of State's office and, and looking at the, the range of treaties between the United States and uh, they're either bilateral or multilateral and, you know, it's available for download. But, you know, just, just looking at some of those treaties and saying, okay, so you have Tuvalu, who is a now a self-governing independent nation, which I think is perhaps maybe the size of one of our smaller counties here in Texas, uh, and and they are able to execute trade agreements, treaties, 
handle their issues of, of citizenship and, and, and money and, and their economy and all of these different things. And somehow, in the minds of the opposition, they want Texans to believe that this is difficult, you know, wh- whether it's on the issues of, uh, you know, our, our currency, which you hit the nail on the head about formal and informal currency unions or the issues of, of how we divide up the national debt. Uh, or how we defend ourselves. I mean, these are all things that, that countries, especially those with the economic power of Texas, have been able to solve and solve easily. So where are you in this fight? Are there a lot of people getting behind you? Are there elected politicians right now in Texas saying, hey, uh, I think you're on to something? And how... How would you go about selecting a president, uh, obviously by election, but, I mean, do, do you already have a name or two that you would like to throw in? Well, okay, so let's go – let's take the the second question first. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, you, you, you nailed it. We have a constitution. So whatever those processes are for electing officials, that constitution stays in force until it is amended or replaced by the people of Texas. Okay, so – the issue of, of president, legislature, slash Congress, whatever that is, will continue as it is until the people of Texas say otherwise. But to the point of, of support, you know, this is where the mainstream media has failed on this issue miserably. Uh, you know, you, you go in and you look at uh, – I'll give you a good example. Back in 2009, Research 2000 conducted a poll of Texans and asked if they thought – asked Texans if they believed that Texas would be better off as an independent nation. And, you know, they came out with this pronouncement that, oh, you know, 35% of Texans believe it. But we did the poll number breakdowns when that poll was released, and we saw something interesting. They calculated those poll numbers at about a third, a third, and a third. Third Republican, third Democrat, third independent voter. Well, that's not the makeup of the electorate here in Texas, but it was interesting to look at because, the number was about 48% of Republicans, 40% of Independents, and 15% of Democrats. Okay, So right around the time of the Scottish referendum in 2014, Reuters commissioned a poll down here and asked an even better question. Do you believe that your state should leave the union and become an independent country? Okay, Now, the party breakdowns on those were even more interesting because it was 54% Republicans – Half of independents huh. and 35% of Democrats. Okay. Wow. So what, what we have seen is this growth trajectory on the issue, even, even more so than the Reuters poll, you know, an increase in sentiment across all of those. But even in our internal polling in the TNM, one of the things that we have consistently seen is that the issue, those who are in favor of independence typically polls anywhere from four to six percentage points higher than those who want to stay. We typically are at sort of low double digits on undecideds, anywhere from 12 to 16%, depending on the poll. So everything is pretty consistent. But this is one of the reasons that, that I wrote the Texit book, because even though support has grown, the debate on this issue has not been elevated uh, to a level that I, that I believe that it should be. You know, we've, we've got to go from, you know, people reacting by slapping secede bumper stickers on the back windows of their trucks and the opposition saying you can't do that to actually having substantive conversations about the relationship of Texas within the federal union. 
so that we can have it culminate in a final binding decision of the people of Texas on whether we want to continue our membership in the union or not. That's the real secret here. That's really what the goal is, is to elevate the debate on the issue. So when is the next uh, opportunity to to put this forth? I mean, how do you how do you work this out policy wise? Uh, so the where we go from here is quite simple. Uh, it's got to go to the legislature. Um, at the end of the day, that is the bottleneck. All roads to tax it lead through the legislature. So uh, we've already drafted uh, proposed legislation that we floated around in the last uh, in the last session of the legislature, uh, and there were some some issues that some of the legislators were not necessarily comfortable with, strangely enough, around the idea of the campaign finance limits uh, that we put in our proposed legislation. Uh, but what, what we got to, you know, we have to, here in Texas, we deal with sort of a, a weird situation. Uh, we have a true part-time legislature. Our legislature meets for 140 days every other year. So uh, our next our next big push in the legislature will begin right after uh, the general election in November. Uh, the legislature sets in, in January of 2019, and we intend to be there, and uh, we're hoping to get this legislation not only filed but passed in this next session. Wow. That's actually fast. That's actually pretty fast. Well, I, I appreciate your time today. Give everybody the websites again. Sure. Uh, the, the name of the book is Texas Wine, How Texas Will Leave the Union. Uh, it's available right now on barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com, and they can find out more about the Texas Nationalist Movement at texasnationalist.com. Daniel Miller, thank you so much for joining me today, sir. Josh, thanks for having me on. Pleasure. All right, my friends, that does it for today. We are out of here. Remember, no victim, no 